Welcome to the BJU Press Teacher Edition Podcast, where Christian educators are encouraged and inspired as we bring you interviews, practical ideas, strategies, and answer your questions about teaching in today's culture. And here's your host, Jenny Copeland. Substitute teachers. I feel like I should cue some fun music right there. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about how teachers can best prepare for substitute teachers. And we're going to hear about this from the perspective of an experienced substitute teacher. Teachers do not click off. Even if you've been preparing for substitute teachers for years or have never even needed a sub, there's going to be something for everyone in this fun session, and you aren't going to want to miss it. But just before we jump in, a reminder to all of our listeners, please take a minute to subscribe to the podcast. If you have friends who aren't listening in, please share this podcast with them as well. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're Teacher Edition Podcast on Facebook. You can also find us on Instagram as well as TikTok at Teacher Edition Pod. We would love it if you'd take a minute also to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That really does help out the show. And lastly, I want to invite you to go to our website, teachereditionpodcast.com. There you can subscribe to our emails and you can also submit your questions and stories. These can be funny stories or stories that are blessings from your classroom. You might have a question or a fun story to share and you aren't sure if you should go on and submit it. Do it, please. We would look forward to receiving that and sharing it on our show. As we have questions and stories, we'll share those at the end of episodes, so be sure to listen all the way to the end of the interviews each time. Okay, so let's talk substitute teachers. Unfortunately, substitute teachers often have a negative connotation. We have visions of out-of-control classrooms, students declaring false fire drills, lessons not being covered, and on and on, but it doesn't have to be that way. A day with a substitute teacher can be nearly the same as any other school day. It can be done with a combination of careful teacher preparation and established student expectations. To help us dive into this topic, we have a real, live, breathing, experienced substitute teacher with us today, Barbara Schimmel. She's the mother of four with a passion for teaching. She's taught in schools in Michigan and South Carolina and in grades four all the way through college. She's homeschooled her children. She did that for about 10 years, and she substituted in a variety of grade levels and subjects, again, in Michigan and in South Carolina. She is so creative and fun. She's very upbeat and energetic in the classroom, and I have personally had the opportunity to observe her many, many times as she has substitute taught. She has a great balance of providing a fun day of learning, but also maintaining great classroom management strategies even though she may have never even been in that classroom before. Having experience on both sides of this equation, both as a teacher and a substitute, she really has so much to bring to the table for this episode. So Barbara, we are excited for you to share your expertise with us today. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. So I began my personal teaching career as a substitute teacher, and I very clearly remember my first day of subbing. All the teacher's editions were locked in the teacher's desk. And of course, there was only one section of that class and the teacher had the key and the teacher wasn't there. So that was the only set of teacher's editions for that class in that building. And it was quite the fun day teaching from the student textbooks. <laughs> that day was full of experiences, not the least of which was the teacher's instructions to clean out the rabbit cage before I left. Yeah, well, 
I did my best to do everything on the instruction sheet before I left, but I will confess, I did seek clarification on that one from the office. And needless to say, Hopper, or whatever the rabbit's name was, had to wait one more day before getting a clean cage. So I'm guessing I'm not alone in my experience. Barbara, do you have any subbing experiences that really stick out to you, maybe good or bad? Well, um, I remember one year when I was teaching in Michigan, I think it was about fifth and sixth grade, the students kept telling me, Mrs. Schimmel, we get to chew gum in class, our teacher lets us. Mrs. Schimmel, we get to eat in class, our teacher's lettuce, and we always go outside all day for our classes. Well, I answered them because I had taught before, well, that's wonderful, but you're not going to do it today. So that was one memory that does stick in my mind. Wow, what an ingenious response. Well done. So let's talk more about your experience. People often think of the negatives associated with subbing. But what drew you to subbing? What are a few things that you really liked, you really enjoyed about subbing? I substituted between full-time teaching. And I remember at one time I said, I would never be a substitute teacher because like you said, I had heard all the negative things. But I actually loved substitute teaching. It's a way that you can be in the classroom part-time. You feel you can be a help to the regular classroom teacher. And I feel because I was a regular classroom teacher, I know what I could do to help the regular teacher. So as we began the show, I made the statement that a day with a substitute teacher can really be, of course, with a few minor differences, a productive day of school. We can dodge the stereotypes But in order to do that, there are some essential elements that need to be present, the biggest of which is teacher preparation. The reasons that pull teachers away from the classroom are incredibly varied, and it may be a trip or illness or an event. Some are planned, some are last minute. We understand that. But regardless, it is vital that teachers have a plan, that they've thought through every detail that they would want to know if they were walking into a foreign classroom for the first time. And this applies to all grades. We tend to think of elementary classrooms as needing an entire operation manual for the day. But secondary classes are just as important. We take so much for granted as teachers. We know how our classroom runs. We know what to expect. But someone coming into our classroom doesn't have that knowledge. My hope in talking through this is that we can highlight some of those items that are essential and give each and every substitute and the teachers a successful day. So Barbara, as we unpack this, let's start from the very beginning. When you get called to sub in a classroom, what are some of your biggest concerns or unknowns before you arrive in that classroom? Well, to be honest, I think my main thing is, does the teacher have enough material for me to be able to go through a whole classroom period with the older children or all day with the younger children. I remember subbing one year, and the class was 50 minutes, and in 15 minutes, the junior high kids were done with everything. So that is one of my concerns, that I want to make sure there's enough materials to carry me through the hour or the day. Yeah, that could definitely be terrifying if you don't have (laughs) have enough to keep you going. So somewhat connected to that, What are the items that are must-haves for a substitute teacher? Maybe you could name your top three most vital items that need to be left by the teacher and thinking, you know, schedule, detailed lesson plans, behavior system, things like that. What are your top three? Well, I love very detailed lesson plans. 
I also like when the teacher includes the little things that most people do not think of, like when are they able to talk? So if you take them down to the restroom, is that a quiet time? When they line up for recess, is that a quiet time? Even things like what door do I take them out for recess? Um, other expectations in the classroom rules. Sometimes they will include the name of students that are very helpful, and I find that helpful too. So understanding that every substitute teacher is different, what format helps you the most as you view your day in that classroom? So maybe a bulleted list or paragraphs of explanations, a schedule, what would you say is most helpful? Well, I like detail, but maybe not paragraphs, but I like things in the order that the teacher wants them to go to. And also like if they have music on that day, if they, they could include where the music room is, where the art room is. Do I take the students to art? Uh, does our teacher come and get them? So I find any detail that the teacher can give me when I go in there not knowing, especially the first few times that I teach at a school, I find that very helpful. So it sounds like a balance of not overwhelming you with details, but giving you uh, very helpful details. You don't need to know every minute how to breathe, but little details that are often forgotten. Would you say that's most helpful? Yes. So you've given us a good overview of the essentials, but what items are often left off from what the teachers leave for a substitute teacher? Well, um, like I said earlier, the extra things, you know, um, if they can talk in the hall, if they're to be quiet in the hall, um, just the extra things that me going in, not teaching the subject, would not know that, okay? Or maybe um, not to put Susie next to Johnny in line because they fight all the time. So little things like that, I guess. Yeah, the policies and procedures, it sounds like that help run the classroom. And then maybe those um, social aspects are helpful as well. So your job is so important. You are leading a class of students in their learning for that day. What they're going to get is going to come from you. And you're doing all of this based off of what you're left by the teacher, for better or for worse. What do you wish that teachers would do differently as they prepare for a sub in general? Well, as a teacher, I would say this to my own students when they would have a substitute. I would kind of give them a lecture before I left for the day. I would tell them that they need to be as helpful to the substitute. They need to be kind. And with the younger kids, I tell them they should not say, our teacher does this way, because I found with the younger kids, I've had that happen. Our teacher doesn't do it this way, or our teacher does. So I think if the teacher kind of prepares their child or their students to be helpful to the teacher, to make it as easy as possible for the substitute teacher. So we all know that we can have the most fantastic substitute teacher notebook ever. Every detail laid out to a T, but there's still a vital element to a successful day, and that's the students. And you started alluding to that in your last answer, and I want to unpack that a little bit more. We could probably spend an entire episode sharing experiences of students and their responses to substitute teachers at all levels. There are those students who are going to be your steady eddies. They're going to just do what they're supposed to do. There are those who will jump in and help, those who jump in and boss the substitute teacher around and correct them. And there are those who are going to take on a whole new persona or let their normally contained persona explode. 
How can teachers help prepare students for a sub? You mentioned a few things, but can you dive a little bit more into that? I've done a lot of my uh, substitute teaching in the Christian school. So I do point out that they should be Christ-like and how they treat the substitute teacher. Always be as helpful, not try to say or lead in a way that they shouldn't do. And I think um, when I go in as a substitute, right away I try to establish a relationship with the students right in the beginning. I'll introduce myself. I might tell fun facts about myself. One of the things I did when I subbed in South Carolina, because I had taught in Michigan, we would start to talk about recess and bitter cold recess and all the snow. And I would say to them, what do you think the kids in Michigan do for recess? So we kind of established a kind of fun time. I would also have them give me their name and tell me one fact about themselves. So I, I tried to establish a relationship with them almost from the very beginning of the day. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love how you came at it from both sides of the desk, from the teacher side, preparing their students and the substitute teacher side and making that connection with them as soon as you get there. It's so important for the students to understand that this is an opportunity to be a blessing, to be a testimony as you have a substitute teacher in the room for the day. It's not a time to do everything you've wanted to do all the other days. This is a time to really be the best we can be and be a help and be a testimony. So I, I love how you mentioned that. Somewhat connected with that, how do you feel about using a teacher's established discipline system in a classroom? When you walk in, is it, does it make you nervous? Do you feel out of place? Do you wish you could do your own thing? What's your reaction to that? Most of the time, I really appreciate their discipline system. It works for them. The children are used to it. So I really appreciate if they have a very detailed discipline system that I can follow. Your insights are great. I appreciate that. So you're giving us a lot to think about. As we wrap up this part of our episode, what words of advice or what requests as a substitute teacher would you have of teachers? Well, I know from being a classroom teacher that you usually have completely different lesson plans that, than you would have if you were there. I know that. So I think any little extra things that the teacher could include, like a review game or a, a little story about a subject, any little extra thing to help me to bridge the time, maybe from one subject to the next or one day to the next. So if I could have that from the classroom teacher, that is very helpful. And that really goes back to your very first answer about talking about the need to make sure you have enough to get through the day or Absolutely. through the class period. That's mm -hmm. so important. And I think that's duly noted on my part and hopefully the part of our listeners that just hearing what a substitute teacher needs to get through that day, have enough, and also be able to be successful in running the classroom. The classroom management aspect of it is so important as well. And I appreciate all that you've shared today. Thank you for letting us tap into your experiences and being willing to share and I just want to say personally, I appreciate you. And I appreciate all those who serve in a very, the very unique ministry of being a substitute teacher. It's a definitely a needed position, but it's certainly a unique position. So thank you for your ministry and thank you for your time today. And I want to say also thank you to those who submitted questions. These questions really add so much to our show. And I always enjoy hearing these and having our guests weigh in with their expertise as well. So here is a question that was sent in, and Barbara, I'd love for you to weigh in as well. Is it okay to not start the day with Bible time? 
my schedule is such this year that I have to have a different subject first because of a tutoring time, and I feel bad about that. What other times of day are good for Bible time besides first thing? And I think that's a great question. It's very thoughtful. Barbara, what are your thoughts? Well, um, I know most schools that I've taught in, usually you will start the day with Bible. Um, some actually require that. But I think that there are other days that you can have Bible. Sometimes if you have Bible at a different time, the kids like it because I used to even call them backwards day and we would start with the last subject of the day first and go through that. Um, I think a lot of times if you have Bible at the very end of the day, that gives you an opportunity to do some extra singing, gives you an opportunity to drill Bible verses, and maybe gives you uh, an opportunity to do some of those Bible games where you'll drill what they've been learning in Bible so far. So I think the end of the day, just like the beginning of the day, is a good time to have Bible because you either start your day with Bible or in this case, you end your day with Bible. Yeah, great ideas. God's Word is the foundation, the center of our work as Christian school educators and of education in a Christian school. And I agree with you. I think if at all possible, it's the best way to start the day. And now that being said, I completely understand that schedules cannot always allow for that, whether it be a tutoring schedule, related arts, or just a lack of enough classrooms in an hour, whatever it may be. But more than anything, I guess what struck me as I heard this question is the importance of keeping Bible time important, if we can say it that way. That is more important than the exact time. It's important that Bible is important. Unfortunately, we see Bible taking the back seat to core subjects like math or English. We have to get those in. We have to cover the content. But for Bible, we just slip it in when we can and when there's time. And when we do that or we cancel it because there are other options or things that have come up, we send a message. So I guess to me, what stuck out is keeping Bible classes a priority. And of course, that's assuming that you're also putting the time and effort into Bible class to make it meaningful and making it impacting. Bible isn't an afterthought. I know once I observed an elementary class where the teacher did Bible class right after recess and the students were hot and tired and most of them had their heads down. And the teacher's reasoning was, well, they're quiet and they listen at that time of day. And of course they were, but they were exhausted. They were ready to rest. I've also seen Bible time as the last subject of the day. And contrary to what you, I love your idea of doing backwards say making it intentional and making it meant to be there. But some who push it to the end of the day, I have to get through everything else. And if we have time, we'll get to Bible. And guess what keeps getting cut out? Bible time, right? So I guess my advice on this would just keep Bible class as a priority and keep it impacting. And more than any other subject, our students need to learn God's word and apply it and live it. Do you have any other thoughts you wanted to add? Well, I think Bible is the most important subject of the day. Um, when I homeschool my own children, I would say, you need to get an A in Bible. Bible needs to be your best grade. And so I think it is so important. And of course, we integrate Bible into every subject. If we're doing it correct, we integrate it into science, we integrate it into history. But I think just the Bible itself, Bible memorization, I always like to sing songs with my students. I might not sing real well, but I always like to sing with them, like to drill the Bible verses with them. So I think Bible, like you said, to me, it's the most important subject of the day. 
Barbara, thank you for an excellent episode. I have really, really enjoyed our time together today. Well, you're very welcome. And I will tell you, I thought I would hate substitute teaching. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I loved it when I would get notes that said, you're the best substitute teacher in the world. And I saved those notes because it's encouraging to me. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you were challenged and encouraged as I was. Remember to go to teacheredition.podcast.com to submit questions for upcoming episodes. Of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. Now, it's time to get back to your day. But it's not just any day. Every day in the classroom is your day to impact and inspire through God's power and His grace working in you. Now go do what God has called you to do.